Welcome to the casket of fictional delight summer extravaganza. Over the next four months, the casket of fictional delights presents more Susan Tate adventures. Enjoy following a year in the life of Susan Tate, the quirky librarian who lives in Canterbury with her cat Charles Dickens. Written by Joanna Sterling and read by Mena Bonsals. Susan Tate's Year September Town was busy with the Pride March. Thousands of people making their way to the Dane John Gardens. Colours galore, banners and music. Everyone enjoying themselves and being themselves. Great! Derek has been staying here for a whole week. We've been giving my kitchen a spruce up. I'm not in the market for a whole new kitchen. Too expensive and too much disruption. Derek suggested I just paint the cupboard doors. He would take each door off and we could work in the garden, reducing the amount of mess and making it easier. It's been fun out in the sun listening to the radio. I like classic FM and Derek is happy with whatever. After several tryouts of colour, I've settled on blue and white. As the kitchen was out of commission, Derek was spared my cooking. We had fish and chips one night, a couple of suppers at the Bull and Buttercup, and the rest of the time we ate salad. I still have tomatoes. The cucumbers are over and the peppers never grew properly. I'll try a different variety next year. And ice cream from the freezer. For National Comic Day, the library set up an area given over to comic books. Some of our regulars don't approve of comics in the library, but they have a good following and a dedicated group come each week to check out the latest. Beth says her nephew is a great fan and has dozens neatly filed in a box in date order in his bedroom and gets terribly upset if anyone touches them. I asked Derek whether he thought they had any value and was reliably informed there is an active market for certain ones. I'm going to leave it to the younger generation. It's day three of my mini break in Venice. I'm here all alone. Derek couldn't wangle the time off. I miss him. I'm staying in a small family hotel, Casa Verardo. They've been taking in travellers since 1900. Derek would love it. It's full of antiques and paintings. My room is clean and comfortable, but it isn't a room with a view. I'm not in it much, so it doesn't matter. I couldn't be more central for sightseeing. St Mark's Square is just round the corner. I start the day with a help-yourself buffet overlooking the Rio de San Zaniro Canal. On my first day, I walked to St Mark's Square and went round the Basilica and Doge's Palace. The Sala del Maggior Consiglio, room of the Great Council, is a vast chamber. The ceilings and walls are covered in paintings and gold. At one end, above the Doge's throne, is the largest canvas in the world, depicting paradise, painted by Tintoretto. The Campanile was rebuilt in the 20th century, and the bells ring out signalling the time of day with a complicated series of rings, quite different from Canterbury Cathedral at home. So for midday, there are 288 strokes, 18 rings repeated 16 times. Then half an hour's silence. Bliss. 
In the relative silence of the square, I walked round looking at the legendary cafes with their bands and ranks of tables. Florian's is famous for the celebrities who have taken coffee at their tables. Casanova, Lord Byron, Charles Dickens, Charlie Chaplin, Clark Gable, Andy Warhol, and then there is Harry's Bar, where Ernest Hemingway drank. I remember an elderly aunt, or maybe great-aunt, telling me about being in Venice when it flooded, and having to walk across plank walkways to get about. I don't fancy that. She said it was rather slippery. Derek WhatsApped me to say Charles Dickens and he were getting along famously. Hope he isn't giving him too much double cream. He's staying at my cottage looking after Charles Dickens and finishing off the decorating. What more can a girl, woman, ask for in a man who likes her cat, decorates, cooks and... Oh yes, he is good at that as well. Wish he was here. Wasn't sure whether to take the boat over to Murano. All too, too touristy. Took the ferry to Burano instead. Forty minutes of letting the wind blow through my hair. The brightly painted buildings are all colours. It's like looking at a large tin of gaudy sweets. I don't think my cottage would suit being purple or orange. As the song says, every colour of the rainbow. Burano was famous for its lace. There are a few shops. I did have a look, but nothing really tempted me. So I contented myself with a lemon sorbet gelato. Back in Venice proper, I was tempted into a leather shop by the intoxicating aroma. I nearly bought a pair of gloves for Derek, but wasn't sure of his size. I've heard Venice is famous for its cats. None quite like my Charles Dickens. From a street vendor, I bought a glass black and white cat for Derek. I know, I know, it's a corny and trashy souvenir. I did resist the persistent approaches from the gondoliers. Venice is a city for lovers, so I'll save it for another time. I found a stationer's, which according to their shop sign, has been in business since 1264. I bought a pair of filigree earrings in turquoise for Hillary. Took a vaporetto to the Accademia. Would probably have been quicker to walk, but I wanted to try a water bus. Vaporetto. Had very enjoyable couple of hours. Some of the paintings have so much going on. In The Banquet at Levi's House, no, not the jeans, by Veronese, there must be 50 people in the painting, grouped in small vignettes. I wish I knew more about art history to understand what was going on. For my last night I went to Concadoro and had the most delicious pizza I've had. I sat outside soaking up the final hours of my Italian experience. Derek met me at Gatwick Airport this afternoon. I'm not sure who was more pleased to see who. There was a garbled message on my answer machine from Uncle Harry. We couldn't make head nor tail of what he was talking about. I'll ring tomorrow when I'm feeling stronger. We hope you've enjoyed this ninth episode. To find out what happens to Susan Tate in October... Tune in again on the 9th of September when Susan and Derek go out to dinner to celebrate. The Casket of Fictional Delights podcasts are also available on iTunes, Amazon Music, Spotify, Google Podcasts and downloadable to your Android device. Susan Tate is written by Joanna Sterling 
and read by Mena Bonsals. Each episode has been illustrated by Michael N. Green. Check out the website thecasket.co.uk to see these fun images. Thank you for listening.